0: A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks all over the
0: place. Thanks all over the place. What? Thanks all over the place.
1: What? Thanks all over the place. Yes. Thanks all over the place. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, thanks, thanks. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Amazing. Hello, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick, and as of yesterday, I am an expert on Georgian, the country's dance. (laughs) I'm Julie. And she's our quippy, quibby connoisseur. She took a deep dive into the new platform's content, and we're talking about that this week, in addition to, well, obviously, RuPaul's Drag Race, because that's all we're (laughs) capable of talking about while we're in our obscene quarantine
2: dream. Uh, we also talk with our amazing Emma about the moving parts documentary from Trixie Mattel. Cause we love her so much.
1: Trixie and Emma in equal measure.
2: Yes, for sure.
1: And then we have a bunch of other random musings. I think I find a way to shoehorn some Tennyson, but, you know, who knows? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. I guess it's always been virtual for you, but this is our second or third episode now when we're all doing a virtual Skype thing, and we're excited that you're continuing to join us. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) The call is coming from inside the house amazing. How amazing. are you Nick? Um, I'm doing so swell. How are you? Like inexplicably. I don't know. I, um, woke up a mere hour ago. So that's certainly helping with my mood fully. Well, seeing as how spoons.
2: people can listen to this at any time, what time of day might it be, Nick? <laughs>
1: You're <right>. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, this is live. I'm on a live broadcast right now. Welcome to my are. home. Um, <laughs> Right now, it is 3.41 p.m. I woke up at about 2.30 p.m. um, Because when I'm not working, as I am not currently, my sleep schedule just goes into nocturnal central, where (laughs) if it's dark, I'm awake like a little marsupial in Australia. And if it's light, scary. No, sleep through. That scare murder ball in the sky? Yikes. Have you seen my complexion? I can't handle it. Even the mere suggestion of sunlight. I got
2: burnt. (laughs) Okay. So you, your vampire-enus just woke up recently and, and feeling refreshed. So many, so many spoons, like literally wow. the, the
1: best time for me to do anything is within an hour of waking up because, um, I lose spoons at like an inverse exponential rate where it just like goes down so rapidly throughout the day. Um, if I'm awake, cause consciousness is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i uh, refer to that as sundowning, but my, since my waking hour is much earlier, like six or seven, you know. Yeah, you what's, the what's the
1: inverse? Sun, I guess sunrising. There That's <laughs> what it is. It wasn't that much of a challenge,
2: was it? So Thank did you happen you, to watch just, anything amazing this week?
1: Um, so I did watch <laughs> my uh, Herculean struggle has been <laughs> trying to get myself to watch a movie. Oh. So, I know, I'm no hero. But <laughs> I finally watched
0: In case. Anyone and we was
1: wondering. It's like, oh my god, I'd like wake up at 2.30 p.m. just like everyone else, okay? I'm not Jeez. a hero. I had such a major humble brag moment the other day. Um which is like, Would you like to tell when did humble brags <laughs> <laughs> So a humble brag is um if we're talking 30 rock, it's like uh, when Jenna says it's hard for me to watch American Idol because I have perfect pitch, <laughs> and it's just moments where you're sort of downplaying a certain element of yourself to make yourself seem better. Like my humble brag recently was like, "Oh my god, these body weight exercises that I'm doing at home are becoming <laughs> so much harder because I keep losing weight, <laughs> <laughs> so I have less body weight to use as
2: resistance." <laughs> oh boy. I bet you have lots of them.
1: Yeah, I literally can't stop. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's the hurricane tour de force that is my personality where it's just like, you know, low-key megalomaniacal narcissism with just like crippling insecurity. And it just like meets in a humble brag.
2: And we love that uh, for you. And I thought so. So I just checked <laughs> on the, the interwebs on the social medias. And Harris Whittles is credited with being the founder of the humble brag.
0: Oh. He was the, the yeah. um,
2: producer on Parks and Rec who is no longer with us, but oh, he, is yeah, the, yeah. he is the founder of the humble brag and parks and rec next to 30 rock. Probably my top two <laughs> sitcoms that make me happy during this time. So plant that a little seed in there. You guys parks mm-hmm. and rec people. A hundred oh, 100%. percent. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I get am through 138 episodes of everything else. We could go there too. But uh-huh. anyway, rest in peace. No, it's, Mr. Harris Whittles. It's uh RuPaul's parks
1: and rock. It's my, uh, <laughs> That's my uh, that's my quarantine viewing.
2: So how Probably was, well. and we danced, or and they danced, and the dancing, how was that?
1: I'm starting to understand why we have, like, an hour of content that needs to be cut out.
2: Oh, it's yeah. because... BTW, <laughs> Emma told us right before we started recording that she had three hours of content, one hour of show, one hour of not show, and another hour of maybe show. So we have a whole hour of wasted.
1: We have a productivity wasted rate of strong-ward. 33%. <laughs> And this is why, because I tried to tell a story. We meander for like 20 minutes and then you finally bring me back. And it's like, so like, tell me about that fucking thing that no one actually super cares about.
2: I super care. (laughs) Brought me back to the Hooters. So it's a dance movie and it's got gay people in it. What's the story?
1: Yeah. It's basically, yeah, it's, it's showgirls, but somehow gayer. No, it's, um, and then we danced. It's a movie, um, it's a movie, so, so like, watch it. Did
0: you watch it because it's a gay sex movie, or is it like an actual <laughs> plot? It's not a porn. <laughs> it's
1: not a porn. No, it's not. It's, is it though? No, honestly, <laughs> it's um, it's very subtle. Cause like you know some indie art house films, which just like oh cute, 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 cute. Oh wow, that is like oh, it's like legit penetration that's happening right there. Um, all right. No, this one was Did you watch subtle. this movie, is the question. Should we? Did you? Yeah, I, I did watch what it. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's called And Then We Danced. It's about Georgian dancers from the country of Georgia. It was produced um, in partnership with Sweden. The entire country was in on it. And... <laughs> It's about the traditional Georgian dance, which is very macho and very masculine and not at all sexualized. And then you've got this super gay boy who was much more fluid and much more ballet and much more of a lyrical dancer. And he has no place in Georgian dance or Georgian society because of his effeminate ways and his sexual proclivities, which is like way gay. So he finds another dancer who recently joined the troupe, the community, the horde. I'm not sure the proper terminology. And he has, um, an earring and you're like, okay, here's our gay love interest. The gay one. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously it's his, um, I think it's his right ear anyway. So they, they have a little tryst, which is lovely and Honestly, I feel like Julie approved because there is like the suggestion of nudity and the suggestion of like a sexual encounter but nothing explicit at all. It's very artistically done. So, I would recommend it to Julie and others like her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, do they end up dancing together? Is there do, do they go to like a competition? Like is it like strictly ballroom? Is it
1: so they are competing. It's sort of like it's honestly an indictment of Georgia, or maybe it's a very realistic and bleak view of Georgian society. But super impoverished country, not at all liberal, very oppressive, hyper-masculine, patriarchal society, and um just brutal. And they're all sort of competing for a spot on the national dance squad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's sort of like the national ballet but it's like the national georgian dance
2: and is this like a group of men that all dance together in unison it's not like partner dancing it's uh partner
1: dancing and they've got men and women so like this the uh protagonist was paired with this woman since they were like eight or nine when they first started dancing and they've been doing the pair dances and there are all these different dances it's like a. A
2: mono
1: on fire. So do the
2: gay guys dance together (laughs) at the end? Like I'm pointing two fingers at each other.
1: Well, I'm just like, I'm trying to describe dance to a literal dancer and dance instructor and it's hella, hella uncomfortable.
2: We're there now. I got it. Partner dances.
1: So partner dances. Does he
2: ditch the lady and dance with the dude at the end? Is it
1: dude on dude dancing? There's do doo do dancing, not at the end. It takes several turns. Okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want to spoil it for you, but, like, it's a game. Well, movie, I'm so never going to it's see not it, so. There's not going to be a happy ending. <laughs> Aww. There's, just like, there's never happy endings with game movies, because, like, someone always... You know, gets outed by their father, or hit by their father, or their mom disowns them, or they get AIDS, or it's just like nothing. Well, as we
2: know, if you would watch Shit's Creek, which you don't, you might know that sometimes there are happy endings.
1: Well, which is why it's super great. And I, I know I need to watch Shit's Creek season. I've seen up to season seven. It's just once I get to the end of something, I'm terrified of not being able to see it for the first time, and so I just put off the first time. That's why I'm 28 and still a virgin.
2: Okay, so how many gemstones would you give? And then they danced, or and then we danced. The very confusing Georgian <laughs> dance movie where there is some dancing and not a happy ending. Uh, well, no, that's
1: like it's not the ending that you would necessarily want, but it is still a satisfying ending, which is rare. I would give it like ninety-four gemstones. Wow, it was quite good.
2: I did not it quite a lot. good. Yeah, it's quite Wait. good. That's great. Your, your review did not reflect that, but okay, great. 94. I'll take it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I have to be sardonic. If I give a
1: glowing review, then, oh gosh, I don't know. Nothing bad would happen, and yet I'm <laughs> so instinctually <laughs> against it. <laughs> well, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> um, What have you been watching this week that you love and that brings you joy?
2: Well, so the Quibi app or streaming platform started, right? So you can only get it on your phone and it's got a million different little shows and each show's episode's less than 10 minutes. So I figured I would watch a couple of them. And there's the game show, which is G-A-Y-M-E-R. (laughs) M-E, not M-E-R, gamer. Um, And it's Matt Rogers and another guy whose name I can't think of, but I'll pull up in a second. And it's, um, they have two straight guys on and one of them, they're competing to be queer as fuck. And they're partnered up with their lifelines, which are AKA their life partners. And that's a gay guy and a woman. Mm. And so like the guest stars have been the ones I watched. Trixie Mattel was on there and Nicole Byer and John Lovett. So it's silly. And then their lifeline people judge them and then you win the street (laughs) of the week. So it's cute. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, nothing mind boggling. And then there was a show with one of the Hemsworth brothers Name them.
1: There are like eight. Chris.
2: Liam. It's Liam. Liam. Chris, Liam, Luke. No, it's Liam. So it's called Most Dangerous
1: Game. (laughs) I thought this was like a game and I was like, I'm going to name them all. I'm going to name them (laughs) faster than anyone. Let's go. Name all
2: the Hemsworth feathers. Go. Well, Liam is in a show called Most Dangerous Game with Christoph Waltz. Very dystopian. He, in the opening episode, I only watched the first of eight episodes. He comes in and he is dying of cancer and there's no hope for him. And he needs to get a loan and blah, blah, blah. And Christoph Waltz is like, well, we can't give you any money, but we could play a game with you. Uh, and basically the game is we chase humans and kill them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I am still so aroused by your accent. My Christoph oh is Christoph Waltz. Oh, <laughs> I mean, bad. mine became like a Punjabi taxi driver. So I don't know where that <laughs> happened, but yours was actually German and that was neat.
2: <laughs> well, he just wanted to talk to him He make millions of dollars to leave to his children if they let him hunt him and kill him. <laughs> then it was really dark and scary. I was like, no, thank you. It's really good. Wow. I mean, in eight minutes, I was like totally in and totally freaked out. So what more can I ask for?
1: Which I like. I was talking to a friend of mine um, the other day about our shared love of horror movies, which for me yeah. is very nascent. As growing up, I hated horror movies and I hated being scared, um, which is ironic because I was terrified at all times. But uh, what's interesting about horror movies is that there's sort of a counter irritant and it's very controlled anxiety. Like it's anxiety with no risk and it's, you know, within the confines of that episode or that show. And you you look quizzical and like you're not into this explanation.
2: If it watches you into a panic attack, that's a real consequence. So,
0: Well, sure, but like... Yeah, that's just an irritant... (laughs)
2: But I, just <laughs> just I know, but like I feel
1: like, at least in my experience, that if you're already kind of stressed and on edge, there are a couple routes you can take. Trying to diffuse it with super fun, lighthearted mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, Gilmore Girls, and distract yourself out of it, or... You can watch something that's like kind of terrifying that gives you almost like an outlet for your fear Because like the worst panic is when you're panicked for no reason And it's just like, oh, okay Like there's an alarm going off in my body But like I don't see any smoke or I don't understand where the alarm's coming from So then it gives you a target It's like, oh, I'm scared because this fucking monster is eating people's feet And then the rest of them, I guess
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have yet to, I mean maybe a little bit during the second season of Stranger Things once the monster wasn't as scary but for the most part I just get real scared. I don't I don't really Yeah. Do. Have you watched anything that you could tell us about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, well, one of my favorite sort of horror comedies, which I feel like is a nice blend for us, it's sort of like a dark comedy with horror elements, is Housebound. And it's a New Zealand film, and it's absolutely excellent. Everyone should watch it.
0: It sounds way too relevant.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know it actually might be a little... No, it, No, you're right. This It's going to terrify people who are actually housebound. Um, outside of this quarantined... <laughs> I know. Um, no, it is going to... Oh, yeah, that's going to be rough. No one should watch that currently. Which <laughs> that is a just nice tag. tag. <laughs>
2: All right, well, thank you for sharing. My last show on Quibi is uh, <laughs> Sasha Velour's Nightgowns. So her drag show that um, is amazing. I watched the first two episodes of that. And it is really super creative and super amazing and empowering and has a really great, inclusive cast. And she just seems to be an awesome person with an awesome partner. Doing beautiful art. So I mean it's a it's a free 90-day trial, people. Get on there, watch your 10-minute <laughs> episodes of anything you can. You know, yeah. it's just funny. That it was created for when we have no time and now we have nothing but <laughs> nothing but time. So, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, we were talking time. about
1: this. We were talking about this in the last episode, unless it was part of that four hours that Emma <laughs> cut and deemed useless. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it was like, is Quibi worth it? And It sounds like it is. Well, I mean, at least for the 90-day free trial.
0: (laughs) It sounds like we might be able to devour all of the content in that 90 days.
2: (laughs) Well, then they're going to add new stuff and there's a Christy Teigen show, there's a Tidy Dispersed show, there's a a bunch of stuff I haven't even looked into yet. So I'm... I, maybe your uh, being uh, controlled fear thing is true because I have been watching a lot of Law Order special victims. <laughs> it, so. You know, a lady alone like on the first floor waiting to be murdered. That's pretty much where I'm at now. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're lucky, murdered. But like... Um, <laughs> Why did you happen to chance to have a chance to watch RuPaul's drag race this week? It was the Madonna. I sure fucking
1: did. I'm sorry. Julie, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you were talking and I was like, I'm too excited. I'm just like Jan. Just Jan.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that's great. What are your overall thoughts? Let's get the big picture out of the way. First. What'd you think? What are your big takeaways
1: of the episode? First of all, the musical was solid. I felt yes, of the
2: episode, not of life. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I'm like, okay, so I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. It's like, she doesn't even go here. All right. So of the episode, I thought the musical was solid. The musicals are hit or miss for me. I was um, watching this with Emma and I showed her that one sort of musical mashup that they did in season eight. That was Bob, the drag queen season, right? When they mm-hmm. still had Lucian, the gray haired, Lucian Piani. Yes, who uh, went off the deep end on Twitter and obviously is no longer employable. Big and time, justifiably canceled.
2: Justify but, his canceling, and that I my will. My Jada fierce.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! Who like uh, so fucking fierce? But it was, um, it was That's really good. Like he did some great work because that that mashup was, I think, one of my favorite, if not favorite, like rusical. If you can even call it a rusical.
2: What was the one in season eight?
1: The season eight was the, um, they were like competing acapella groups and it was like very, very beginning. It oh, was like, like pitch perfect. Second e- episode. Yes. Yeah. It was pitch perfect. It was just a matchup of all of RuPaul's songs. and It was wonderful.
2: Yeah. There's been a lot of them. They did the divas live and the all stars episode. They did share. They did the Kardashians. The Kardashian yep. one was great. Props to Alexis Michelle. She was really good in that. She was great as the momager. She
1: really momager. was. <laughs>
2: So, well let's start. Are you a big fan of Madonna period to start with? So my era of Madonna is Ray of Light Madonna. That's oh my god, Crystal was amazing. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, sure she was. Like, Hold on Crystal Rise was up so from good. the bottom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> rise, 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 rise.
1: And that's exactly how I felt when I was however years old listening to Ray of Light over and over and over, just further confirming my burgeoning homosexuality <laughs> while singing the song incessantly. So, uh, I love that energy. And that's the era when I was like, oh Madonna. Like I knew of Madonna before then, but that was the first like contemporary music that I had listened to. And I was like, Oh, this is like new Madonna coming out. Love it.
2: Yeah. I'm all Madonna from the beginning. So did you guys ever see, uh, vision quest? I think the only movie about college or high school wrestling ever with Matthew Modine and Michael Shuffling, <laughs> <laughs> Linda Fiorentino. Let me break this down for you. Amazing movie. <laughs> Matthew Modine is on the, from the wrong side of the tracks, and he's super poor, and he works in a hotel, and he's a wrestler, and he wants to drop weight so he can wrestle shoot, who's this like muscle-packed rich kid who like carries logs while doing the stair steps You know, in a stadium. He's going to drop all this weight and wrestle shoot. So at the same, no, no, no okay. touching. So at the same time, Linda Fiorentino <laughs> is wandering through town. She's a singer and has nowhere to go. So his dad invites him to come, her to come stay with him. She's like 28 or something. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's trying to get with her the whole time. She's like, "Fuck off." He's losing all this weight so that he can wrestle at this weight. So he keeps getting bloody noses. And Michael Shuffling pretends happens. he's part Cherokee. Michael Shuffling is Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. <laughs> Oh, my God. So he's, like, even hotter and, like, buffed out because they're all on the wrestling team, like, working out together in singlets and what have you. And then the best part of the movie is there's a pegboard. Do you guys know what a pegboard is? It's when...
1: <laughs> it's no, not a gator. Gonna... So <laughs>
2: it's, like, against a wall. And you take actual wooden pegs and you, like, lift your whole body up, you know, like, 10 feet off the ground. It's very, for me, very erotic. But anyway, so they go to a bar. And he finally gets... the Fiorentino takes her to a bar. And guess who's performing at the bar? Madonna. Oh my god! And she's singing crazy for you. And it ends up being the video for that song. And you're just like, who is this? It's Madonna. So anyway, it's an amazing movie. It is called Vision Quest. It, uh, what uh, year Matthew was that? Matthew Bodine. I don't know years. I'm old <laughs> in the 80s. Uh, right Matthew Bodine <laughs> jump ropes to Lunatic Fringe right before he goes to wrestle shoot. I won't tell you what happens at the end. You need to find <laughs> out. 1985. Bye. There we go. 1985. So it's like Lucky Star, Borderline. You know, we're all wearing like a thousand black rubber bracelets like Madonna. So I loved her. And then like the last Madonna reference, the one that is Heidi. I don't even know that Madonna. Who the hell's that? No, like I knew, I knew
1: Ray of Light Madonna, but I know that one intimately because I, um, when I discovered... Marijuana. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but in college, when I finally got over my fear of like substances, which thank God everyone should get over their fear of substances and just go for it. Um, and I started getting high relatively frequently. Weirdly, like one of my favorite songs to get high to was, um, that Madonna song that she debuted at the Super Bowl with MIA and Nicki Minaj, where it's like, Oh, you. V. Madonna. Y. O. U. You. you. Madonna.
2: Yeah. Oh. Where,
1: um, for whatever reason, that they say like certain musical tones just really vibe with your brain waves or brain chemistry, and that is like my pitch perfect euphoria sound right there. I don't know why, but whenever I was getting high, and often, like before I came out, I was like, yeah, no, let's listen to like. Let's listen to like Radiohead and do that. And then after I came out, I was like, oh, you, B, Madonna, why, <laughs> oh, you, you want to They're like, Nick, we don't want it. We've listened to this like 10 times in a row. like, it's my iPod. So you're going to do what I want. You be Madonna. Um, so that's just like a fucking blast of a bop. Is it her best work? No. Do I enjoy it more than most of her other songs? Yes.
2: So is that what the M-A-D-O-N-N-A is supposed to be like, that sort of vibe, you think? Yeah, I think so. But, like, honestly, this is this is sort of like... When
0: it didn't really come through.
1: No. Right? W- yeah. And, like, as it relates back to Drag Race, I feel that it was interesting that they were chastising Heidi for not bringing enough of Madonna through. But then we're praising Crystal Method, rightfully so, because she did phenomenally in that episode for infusing more Crystal Method in Madonna. And it's sort of like, it's a weird fusion of you brought out yourself through Madonna and you were too much yourself and not Madonna. It's like, where's that line? Because for well, me, it doesn't exist.
2: And she didn't, I think the what really took Heidi out of being Madonna was that they let her do a coffee grinder and a body roll up like backwards and all that stuff. And the choreography was in my opinion, not Madonna-esque at all. She Mm -hmm. threw it hard. She threw it... She did it great, but it wasn't Madonna-like, so Jamal's to blame for that, not Heidi. She danced her face off. Mm -hmm. But Crystal did seem to be, like, being a Madonna-type person, and it didn't seem like... But I don't know that Madonna that that Heidi was trying to be, so it didn't work for me. Well, I have to say, I was... As you know, I was rooting for Jan, but I found... Once again, the choreography to be super masculine. I thought that was the most mannish Jan has ever looked. Mm-hmm. Her yeah. voice sounded great, but her her vignette of song wasn't that fun. You weren't like yes, what wreck on. You were just like okay, I'm gonna rule the world. But you weren't like yes, woo. I wasn't anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I just thought she looked very. I thought Jamal gave them all very dude like choreography.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because none of it was inherently. Madonna esque, like she wouldn't be doing. I mean, I don't know her early work as well as I know the stuff currently that no one else knows, but
2: she was a dancer. She's a really good dancer, but she, it just didn't, it had the right ish ish, but it wasn't for me, it wasn't there. So I was rooting for Jan. I thought she was great. The only moves that looked really like it were Gigi's moves from Papa don't preach, which is why partially I think she won. I mean, I don't know why she won, but Jan definitely pulled it. She tried it. Yeah.
1: I mean, Gigi, first of all, Gigi did the Gigi backflip, so... um,
2: That is a back handspring. Everyone can say backflip all you want, but the hands go down. It's a handspring.
1: Okay, so (laughs) she's basically shit because her hands are down. Everyone keeps saying,
2: and then she did a backflip. I'm like, no, she didn't, actually. (laughs) You sound like the
1: really bitchy cheerleaders from Bring It On, where it's like full layout, back handspring to double tuck, back handspring, step in, step out, and what?
2: pretty sure I told you that cheer was my very favorite thing that I've seen ever. And I'm way into that. So props, no one <laughs> props. else did the back handspring <laughs> Somebody did a cartwheel, but I don't, I just saw you go but see like, these amazing dance performances. Seriously. Of like beautiful dancers yeah. who've trained all their lives and then they do a cartwheel and people lose their minds. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, and then also why was she allowed to add her own unique spin to the choreography? Like, obviously the backflip is something that Gigi herself can do and has shown she can do. That wasn't part of the requisite choreography. Why was she allowed to add flair? And was but everyone so else allowed
2: to? I think so. I think that he said to Heidi, like, what can you do? And she's like, well, I can coffee grinder. I can do this body roll thing. That's not a good Heidi at all, but, um, <laughs> and then, so they put it in there. So it was very Heidi and not very Madonna.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: either way, good rusticle. I thought she was great. I thought that, um, Jackie was a miss as like a virgin, but she looked great.
1: Yeah, the look, the look was right. Honestly, seeing her try to thrust in those boy shorts <laughs> <laughs> was simultaneously so hilarious and also so upsetting. Yeah. And it is interesting also to see how many of them were super nervous. And I wonder how much of it was just... You're performing in front of your competitors, and you're going in cold. This is the first time you're doing it. You don't feel comfortable with the material yet. And also, you're out of drag. You're in your boy look. And so many of them derive so much of their confidence from being fully decked out in their woman fantasy. And it's interesting to see them stripped away from that. And I wonder how much of that was sort of like a comorbid factor in all of them feeling super skittish, particularly Gigi.
2: Yes. A little shaky hands and then a little shaky hands Gigi. She was just like, ah, to which
1: Michelle was like, I feel like for other people have been nervous. She's like, get yourself in it. This is a competition you have to show up to win. But for Gigi, she was like, Oh no, little Gigi. (laughs) No, sweetie. No, you're going to win this. You really don't have to do much.
2: I'm going to say highlight of the year so far, Britta trying to do the running man was the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so bad and she had such a face and she's like uh, 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 and it just was not good. But it was legit my favorite moment of the entire season so far. And I will watch it again and again and again and again and again. And Roger Rabbiting is not easy. It's not there's no question, it isn't. It's a weird feel. But to watch her do it, whatever that was, again and again, magic. I need a boomerang of that now.
1: Again and again and again and again and again. Where's our Kelly Clarkson musical? Okay, let's talk about the real icons here. Yes,
2: well, she can sing.
1: She can sing. She can sing. So Widow,
2: the Widow, the music makes the people. I thought that was pretty good. I thought she did so well. Mm -hmm. That was
1: such a good moment. And AOC was living for that. She was just like, this is my kind of drag. AOC was super sweet and super inspirational. It was lovely to see how much she meant to the queens. What? You don't feel the same? Nothing.
2: No, I, I was totally knocked out. I, was, I love her. I love everything she stands for. It made me like Jackie Cox a little bit when she was talking about how important it was to <laughs> see her on there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's gorgeous. I mean, go- she's just, what a sweet spirit. What a smart person. You guys didn't watch Untucked, I'm guessing. We did. Oh, my God. We did. So, you know, she's like, <laughs> I was bartending last year, and now, like, she's going head-to-head with Donald Trump, and they were just like, you know, she's such an inspiration. I have to say I also had a revelation about <laughs> why I feel the way I feel about Jan. Mm. And here's what it is. Revelation. She's too musical theatery for me. There's no like soul there. I'm just here to show you what I got. I'm gonna do it. Here I go. You know what I mean? There's it's like very she's so musical theatery. And mm-hmm. then yeah. we're to dug at her like, <laughs> we didn't all go to rich, you know, musical theater schools like Jan. I'm like, oh, Jan is rich with high self-confidence and a musical theater nerd. Not my not my Not my favorite, which like,
1: were you then a little satisfied when she didn't win?
2: Oh my God. The look. No, I mean, she deserved to win over Gigi in her bathing suit. There's no, hundred percent, yeah, unless, I mean, I I think we're giving them credit for playing chess when I think these are people who play Chinese checkers, but, and maybe dominoes (laughs) to be like, all right, if we're going to kick Britta off, then we need some sort of tension. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's time for Britta to go, even though I think Britta did win the lip sync. She
1: absolutely won the lip sync. That was rough. Like I love Heidi more than most people in my
2: immediate family, but <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. She did not win that lip sync. I know, but how many times can you be in the bottom and then eventually you're like, we've had four lip syncs, you've done three of them. Yeah. We've seen I your mean, giant the mouth. Pers- the only
1: person who's ever survived being in three lip syncs uh, is Cameron
2: Michaels and I can't stand her. So do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do. Like, so anyway, s- if they're like, we're <laughs> going to take Britta away, there has to be some <laughs> conflict here. So we need to <laughs> fucking make Jan lose it.
1: <laughs> and sort of like keeping Aiden around for a little bit longer. Um, and not putting that, putting her in the bottom.
2: <laughs> you went full PTSD, full metal well, you, you like, Sarah. <laughs> now I wish they kicked her off earlier because she could have left as like a victim mm-hmm. and now she just leaves as somebody. Super annoying, who quit, at, you know, gave up and did a terrible job. Super true. Game.
1: Yeah, so that her, is super true.
2: Her through line sucks now, you know? Yeah. Sucks. And Britta's leaving as a villain, and she, I don't know what's going to happen there since they don't Which get to like, tour. Yeah,
1: I know. I know, I know. I don't like, I don't necessarily, because in a lot of the uh, interviews prior to the airing of the show, people were like, the queens of the season were like, I think Gigi's going to be portrayed as the villain. Right. And, like, Crystal Method, who is the sweetest person ever, was like, I don't know, but, like, I think they're going to portray you as the bitch. Like, everyone's, like, super <laughs> sweet, but, like, no, you're definitely going to be the villain of the season. Take it to the runway, runway, Take it to the runway, runway.
2: Have a girl, put your face in the walk, you head to toe, let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Take it to the runway. Right. Oh, yeah. What's, runway. what's the song?
1: Take it to the runway. <laughs> runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Run, you can't run, see run, Nick, run, but he run, has run, a run, certain
2: name <laughs> for
0: this. Night of a thousand Michelle Visages.
1: Gosh, because there could never be too many. And she is like hella big in the UK, which I find surprising, but also like makes sense.
2: Okay, I well, mean, got- she looks dead on. Jan looks dead on yeah. Michelle Visage.
1: Yeah, she looks so fucking good. First of all, she's wearing the flotation devices, and she never actually wears breasts like that, so it feels that much more significant that it's for Michelle Visage, because, like, Titty Fantastico. <laughs> and she's a flight attendant, so should they have to, like, land in water on the Hudson, they can all just float away on her giant titties. There, I need to turn that volume off. Okay, sorry.
2: Yeah, she looks amazing. So here comes Jackie
1: in this Who trailer trash.
2: It. <laughs> This you're loving like, her.
1: I'm loving this. Like super New Jersey turnpike hooker, Michelle from like <laughs> seasons three, four, five. I absolutely adore that Michelle. Cause she was a fucking mess. I like, it's like when Tiffany New York Pollard was like, I'm going to do my make under. It's like, no, you're a raucous bitch who says what's on her mind. You're a fucking queen icon and you look like trash. Embrace
2: oh. it. Well, and she obviously had some ability to be sexy though, because she seems a little sexier there than she did at the other thing yes she super does looks cool. so here's Gigi good in her <laughs> bikini <Oy>. <laughs> <laughs> i like how the
1: only picture they could get from it was like a myrtle beach caricature
2: <laughs> yeah so i guess it's a video for one of the seduction songs
1: which they probably didn't have the licensing for right, so they couldn't exactly. use an actual screenshot um which like I get like deep cut. That's cute. But I feel like sometimes it's just like, I'm going to do something that no one else thought of. And there it is. I've done all that I can because it's different, which like, well, that's, that's a winning tuck battle. job though.
2: Yeah. I is. Is. mean, Britta. who knows
1: if there's that much to tuck?
2: Oh, Britta <laughs> looks dead on Michelle Visage, except for the earrings, which I guess are scandalous again.
1: <laughs> it's like, who the fuck cares? Really? I mean, I know it was great that Jackie Cox had literally every fucking detail. Love it. But, It did feel like they were hella nitpicky, perhaps because everyone's performance was pretty much great in the Rusical. I feel like everyone did a wonderful job.
2: Maybe they're just tired of looking at her teeth, too. I don't know. It
0: very well could
2: be. (laughs) We didn't even talk about Jada's performance. She was over-the-top sexy in the Rusical.
1: Yeah, she did. She is sexy. She's like what Dahlia Sin wishes she could be. She's like Dahlia Sin, but she actually has a command of the English language.
0: That chest she, piece under boob, though, is really disturbing to me.
2: Yeah. So I find the chest plates gross, period. But I thought yeah. she was so good in the Rusical and the guys were sexy. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. No, ball, so. that, was, that was my favorite segment, which is so weird that I forgot. I just, she looks too much like me. It's like seeing myself on screen.
2: <laughs> now that to me looks like Ben de la Creme even more than it does. And I know Ben looks just like Michelle, but that looks mm-hmm. like a Ben de la Creme outfit.
1: Yeah, it's terminally delightful. I do like that she's doing (laughs) the Michelle dance, um, which is just much like my dancing where you just sort of wave your hands. Um, Not like you just don't care, like you care too much.
2: (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's a long time for Sherry Pie.
1: Moving on. I know, it was like so weird to see Sherry Pie actually talk. I'm like, are they running out of things to like edit? And then we've got one of the antagonists from the Powerpuff Girls. Crystal method.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I. This doesn't do anything for me, but she's cute. I'm sorry about her dad. We have a lot of heartbreaking <laughs> stories this year. Oh my god, I know. I Every time I. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the love of the mullet, and she's very sweet. She's she's very sweet. What I
1: love how it's just like anytime there's a quirky queen. Michelle is just like, I won't respect you until you're sexy. And then as <laughs> soon as Crystal Method comes out looking more female illusion than drag queen, she's just like, oh, i never loved you more because you're hot. And that's like, okay, like based on the previous winners of RuPaul's Drag Race, we know that the hotter and the skinnier you are, the better likelihood you have of winning. But like, don't be so heavy handed. And here's Widow looking like Jerry Hollowell
2: if she was American. <sighs> this look is a lot. The shoes are terrible.
1: The shoes are always terrible. And, um, uh, here comes Heidi. Heidi in Closet is just like, I mean, the hair itself is <laughs> just poor. I did love how she was like, what's keeping it up? Hairspray and desperation. Desperation, yes.
2: <laughs> I love um, her. I want somebody to help her. I know. It's just like, but her lipstick wasn't that good. I wanted her to fucking blow it out. I wanted to be like, I'm all on team, Heidi, but.
1: I know. I wanted it to be like you know you know how sometimes they put the eventual winner in the bottom just so they can prove that they're they deserve to be there. It's like when Jinx in season five did the Malombo number five and killed it. Where it's just like you have this kind of underdog who has one shaky thing, which is like you need to prove that you deserve to be here. And they're like, I'm not only really gonna prove. That I deserve to be here. I'm going to prove that I'm going to fucking win. And I felt that when Jinx lip synced. I felt that when Bob lip synced towards the end against Derek Barry, where it's just like, cool, oh, I'm in he the bottom.
2: Destroyed Derek. Destroyed.
1: Barry. And it's like, cool, I'm in the bottom. I'm going to showcase all of my fucking talents and show you why I deserve to win and why the fact that you haven't already crowned me is ridiculous. Crown Those it. are my kind of moments. It's like, <laughs> crown it, bitch. Fucking crown it. Oh, the lip sync was just like, I mean, I feel like Heidi was like, this will be a fun bit. I'm going to press on my little mushroom head and then I'm just (laughs) going to keep doing it. And I mean, Britta, Brita is a great lip syncer. And I assume that she's an excellent MC, which is why she's so well regarded in New York city. But wait, is she uh, from New York? She's, (laughs) I hear she's from New. I think it's New York. I think I'm
2: pronouncing it correctly. Uh, I also feel like she blocks everybody when she
0: (laughs) does lip syncs and
2: I don't enjoy that.
0: Definitely does.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, she's super. She knows
0: well. how to power stance.
2: She really has a good power stance. Yeah, she's like, oh, are you going to the right? I'm gonna go stand in front of you.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, like Heidi, yeah, Heidi did not, did not turn it out, and that super bummed me out. She did very like, her small town pedigree showed, where it's yeah, just like, she has this is been super to dance et cetera. Driving.
2: She is trying.
1: <laughs> it's like. Uh, <laughs> And then just like, I, I don't like the tricks and the splits when they don't have meaning and they don't have value. I like this little fast shimmy. Well, I mean, you know, I love a fucking shimmy, Julie. I'm <laughs> so, nothing but a shimmy.
2: As a gay, young gay boy yourself, were you also at home just learning the splits or what? <laughs> oh Why God. can all these did drag you just, queens do the splits? Did you just call me young? Um, <laughs>
1: I did recently download splits in 30 days,
2: a new app. (laughs) So how many fitness apps do you now have?
1: Oh my God. I have more fitness apps than I've done actual workouts so far in quarantine. It's a little brutal. Um, but yeah, it's like even the energy, it's like even if you're not a great dancer, as long as you bring the energy, it's wonderful. But no, I was not a, um, I was not a splitzer. I did wear my mom's heels a couple times, my sister's heels a couple times. I would wear like my towels after a shower, like a dress, but I was never big into the splits. I just, I've always had really tight hammies. <laughs> Well, we just I never said I was a scene. hero. <laughs> Actually, we've told you told us many times that you are not. Just in case anyone was confused, um, <laughs> you're, my well, my hero, hero you're my hero, Nick. You're my hero. Oh my god, and you're my heroine because you're like a fucking drug.
2: Okay. Overall, a really satisfying episode, though. Good one, I thought. Yeah. This was a, how many how many gemstones did you give it, Julia? <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about drag race is... The first time through, they're all whatever, or they're pretty good. And then you watch them again and again and again. And then eventually they become like the best episode ever,
1: Yeah, which is why season too.
2: seven is my favorite because I've watched it so many times. <laughs>
1: Gemstone wise, 88. 88. That's amazing. Cool. I give it like an 81. What?
2: I mean, you said I the Rusico know. was great.
1: The Rusical was great. I just feel like it wasn't edited as cleanly. The segments were (laughs) a little long and I'm not sure like the lyrical content I've got to say is not that strong anymore. Like the Rusicals in and of themselves. It's just like, maybe I'm just becoming more jaded essence hall with age, but (laughs) I just find them to be a little less, um, witty and quippy and more just like, I'm going to state facts.
2: These lyrics were bad. These lyrics were not good, but I don't remember them ever really being good except when the girls write their own that are funny, but
1: yeah, those are always fun. Also, I don't understand why they have to be singing, right? Like (laughs) these are drag queen performers who lip sync for a living. Suddenly you're going to make them sing and expect that to be a thing that just works.
2: They also have to be able to act. Sometimes they have to make outfits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes they have to tell who's got the magic number in the pants of a pit crew member. (laughs) <laughs> which like
1: those are all skills that are transferable. You can put that on your CV and get a job like that. <laughs> Boom. Like I can identify within two centimeters, how big any person's penis is just by looking at them. That's a skill that will serve me well in life and has.
2: So that's why you think Gigi has not not much to work with downstairs.
1: I don't know that I said that. I was just being quick. I mean, you I really have to that. Like, I have to summon the high Play back spirits. the tape.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> I, definitely,
1: I definitely said that. I have no basis for that knowledge. I just said it to be, like, mean. You know? <laughs> um, but, no, I have to I have to cleanse my space and get my scrying crystal before I can fully understand the heft.
2: You know? No, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds good. That's right. Uh, you know, we all try our best. <laughs> so... Um,
1: No, I mean, honestly, like this is like whose line is it anyway rules. The point system matters not at all. It's just whatever two numbers Nick thinks of at any given moment. And then he retroactively tries to justify it.
2: I will not be satisfied with that answer because I feel like you have been giving really respectful numbers to all of our shows.
1: No, they are. And I feel like 81 is still respectful. I just feel like for a ruse I'm like, boom, this is going to be amazing. And the expectations are higher. And honestly, the lyrical content, I just like, ugh. I don't know. I feel like it dragged on a little bit and some numbers were just like, it could have been it, tighter.
2: Could've did it drag on a little bit? Oh
1: my God. Drag con is canceled, but we can still drag on.
2: <laughs> Speaking of more drag content, Emma watched, um, Trixie Mattel's moving parts documentary. And so that made me rewatch it. And Nick has already watched it. I highly, highly recommend it. I don't know about you guys, but it's so sweet and sincere and not what you think it's going to be. And, I don't think you have to like drag performers or anything to really watch someone's journey as they, you know, go from the beginnings of fame to even more fame, and I don't know his family. Oh my gosh, I don't know. You got thoughts?
1: And also, if you don't like drag performers, I'm very sorry for the past four episodes, (laughs) which have been entirely of RuPaul's Drag Race
2: recap. I know several people who are listening who do not watch Drag Race at all, so.
1: Um, i know i'm not sorry like one, sorry <laughs> it's like you know what we should really be talking about tennis you're right that's what people came here for so in tennis i'm no, i'm kidding i won't do that to you emma what are your thoughts
0: on moving parts yeah oh, that was beautiful i like i took a deep dive into Trixie and katya and just a, a lot of things drag race that i hadn't really deep dove into before <laughs> um and as i was very excited to see that that documentary had already come out a year ago so it's very late to the party but
2: <laughs> it didn't come out it's, it came out at like festivals a year ago and then it came out you could buy it on Amazon like I bought it the day it came out and it mm-hmm. just came out on Netflix this week so you're was, not behind
0: That was the all. perfect timing then. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No you were not tardy
1: for the party.
0: Tardy Amazing. for the party.
1: <laughs> that's It was That, that wasn't Kim, that was in Kim Richards was it? No Kim Zolziak. Kim Zolziak that's it. Yeah.
2: Kim Zolziak Beerman, excuse me from our Real Housewives fans out there. What's up? <laughs> but it's really, I found really interesting in the documentary, Trixie's getting, like she gets all of her stuff that the fans have given her at all the shows that she hasn't looked through yet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, man, you know, there lots of people are like, I was going to kill myself until you, I learned how to accept myself because of you. And she's like, it's so weird, you know, that everybody identifies with me who's super depressed and I'm not depressed at all. And then you hear about her whole life and you're like, mm, are, are you sure? <laughs> He's just had a really, really rough go of it. And he's so young. And then Katya has a psychotic break. I don't know if she's still on meth at that point or she's off meth. Cause she said she's been going to meetings.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. she describes in the exposed interview that like, she, I think maybe was on meth or was doing that. Like, um, pre-workout post-workout, like the, what is it? The ephedrine.
2: Yeah. But it's really intense to see that moment uh-huh. be captured. And then. Trixie to say like what you know they're not going to want to see me without her. It's just it's so raw and real. And I know her boyfriend is the director and the producer, so obviously they caught a lot of real moments. But man, I just thought it was it made me love her music and made me love her even more.
0: Yeah, She's I made Phil watch some great. of it. So I was like, it's kind of a music documentary, and you love those. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think, <laughs> but in the podcast, she was also talking about how. You know, so many people, she hears so many people complain about so much less than she has experienced in her life. And it, like, that is already uh, more than she likes hearing people complain. So I think that's why she tries to stay. So just, you know, she's not trying to over dramatize her life experience. She's just trying to keep living her life. Um, Yeah. And I think that really came through in the movie. And I love, she says that every, like, every year she's been alive has gotten better and better um not because of the, like the things that have happened necessarily but just because she's been able to write more of her own story as she's gotten older and like, like that's nice.
2: Yeah. We lo- I love you know I love me some Trixie and Katya. Hello. I love them
0: so much. And, um,
2: <laughs> they were supposed to do drag con together that year and they ended up not being able to do it so Bob did it with Trixie the panel discussion and they are talking about have you ever seen the Dr. Phil episode with Shelley Duval? No. So she sort of descended into madness. And it's like, not cool that she's actually on TV because she's talking about the people that are talking to her inside of her head. And it's really sad, but it's way out there of just this like moment of mental illness of this one we all know. Yeah. And Bob on the drag queen panel is talking about it. He goes, that's the biggest, you know, shameless use of people's mental illness since Katya on, uh, and Trixie dies. And it is <laughs> the funniest <laughs> moment ever. <laughs> Trixie's just like, oh my God. It's just the best. I just love her so much. I love them so much. I can't explain why. Mm
0: -hmm. But
2: I loved her before the documentary. I love her even more afterwards. So Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend watching moving parts on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, my God. And her
0: cover of Keep on the Sunny Side had me in so many tears. I think my counter irritant is things that make me like weep uncontrollably. (laughs) Um, I don't like to be scared, but sometimes I just need something to trigger all the tears to come out. (laughs) And that (laughs) That movie did that quite effectively last night.
2: (laughs) Super sweet. Moving parts. So good. So good. So good. So good. Love it. Love it. Love it.
1: And Trixie Mattel is lovely in person as well. I met her in Chicago while her season was still airing, I think. Or maybe it was a little after. And I went up to her because I was like, oh my God, I see someone famous. And (laughs) I was just like... Oh my God. Like, what do you think about this random thing that happened in the season? And I think it was early enough in her nascent fame that she wasn't like super exhausted by it. And she actually like listened and commented on the question, um, for like 45 to 50 seconds.
2: And what a,
1: what a gracious queen. And then I was like, I'm not going to push my luck because you know, when you're super drunk and you just know every word that you say is super
2: annoying and that No, but I know just- when I'm sober and I feel oh, like every word that I yeah. say is super annoying, which is the majority of my life. So,
1: Where it's just like, oh my God, like I don't even deserve to have vocal cords is sort of how I felt. And I was just like, I gave her 50 seconds and I was like, thank you for your time.
2: <laughs> Were you <laughs> at I was, Roscoe's? I,
1: I was at one of those. Yeah. Roscoe's or Sidetracked or Hydrate or whatever.
2: Well, now that they have, they show them on YouTube. You can watch like the Queens hosting a night at Roscoe's. I'm like, it's yeah. on my, it's on my bucket list. Once I get out of the house to what day. Oh my to God. Chicago. We should all go
1: to like, Chicago. Oh uh, my God. A hundred percent. That's our first <laughs> take all over the place road trip. We have to, take take to drive back on the same
2: day though. Cause I won't want to spend the night, but <laughs> we'll get an Airbnb. assuming still a thing.
1: Um, no, <laughs> well we can do a mega bus. They're so cheap.
2: Uh, my eyes just bugged out of my head to the answer of no Megabus. <laughs> okay, well, Greyhound, whatever.
0: So we'll see you there. <laughs> Emma and I both
2: drive cars. We're so. going to
0: listen to <laughs> our okay, own I, podcast I, I in do our not
2: cars. <laughs> you, okay, I guess I'm... Yes, this is my <laughs> own humble brand. Me and Emma uh, got our own cars and licenses <laughs> so we can get up to Chicago. <laughs> All right, hey.
1: patricians. Me as the plebeian class will ride in my... I guess I can ride with you. Yay! <laughs>